0: The NFL awakens from its post-Super Bowl slumber in Naptown. Coincidentally enough, ironically enough, they're starting the Combine. Our friend, our pal, our cohort, our teammate from ESPN Milwaukee, Jason Wildy, is there. He joins us on WTMJ. Good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're doing great. Interesting to see Packers GM Brian Gutekunst yesterday saying, "No, really, I'm in charge. I'm going to assemble this roster. It's all me." <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember Ted Thompson ever having to say that. Well, he didn't have to because the
1: team president uh, Bob Harlan, before um, Mark Murphy, let him do that, and there was no real question about that. Look, I, I think one benefit of the structure, which has obviously received a lot of scrutiny, we talked about it again with Goody yesterday, is that Goody and Matt LaFleur are on equal footing. And we got to spend some time with them. We had lunch with them yesterday. I spent a little extra time talking to both of them. And they they've really struck up a pretty strong bond, even though they're still very much in the building process. And I, I I just get this sense that because they're joined at the hip and because neither of them is above each other, they're both on the same line of the organizational flowchart below Mark Murphy. They have really kind of bonded over that, and it'll be interesting to see how that relationship and that partnership grows from here. But you're right; that is not something that you ever heard Ron Wolf or Ted Thompson feel like he needed to assert. One question Jason, the Packers fans have had. Uh, concerning the future of Clay Matthews and/or Randall Cobb, in your opinion, do you think either or both of them will come back in 2019? Doug, I can't think of a year in free agency in the last 15 at least where I had less of a feel for the market for two players like Clay Matthews and Randall Cobb. Clay Matthews has not had a double-digit sack season since 2014. If you're one of the other 31 teams and you're in the market for a pass rusher, he's about to turn 33 years old. Is he someone that you're willing to pay significant money to? I don't think so, but it only takes one team. Randall Cobb is only 28, but he's had a bunch of injury problems. His great start the last season ends up fizzling because of hamstring issues. Misses is eight, nine games. I don't know what his market is going to be either. So if neither of those players get significant interest on the market, I think there's a chance, I don't know how high it is, but I think there's a chance that both of them are back. Maybe on short-term kind of prove-it deals, and where better to prove it than the place where you're most comfortable and you have some history.
0: We're live with ESPN Milwaukee's Jason Wilde joining us from the Combine in Indianapolis on WTMJ 30,000 foot view. Jason, where is this Packers team right now? How far away are they from returning to the playoffs?
1: Well, I'll be able to give you a better idea of where they are when we see what they do in the draft. And I use this example a lot, but the New Orleans Saints had three consecutive 7 and 9 seasons in 14, 15, and 16. And then in 2017, they drafted Marcus Lattimore, who turned out to be the defensive rookie of the year. They drafted Alvin Kamara, who turned out to be the offensive rookie of the year. And they drafted Ryan Ramchick out of Wisconsin, who was a terrific tackle for them. They got three guys who came in, did well right away. And by the end of that year, they were the Minneapolis miracle away from playing for a trip to the Super Bowl. Now this past year, they were a bad call of, away from being in the Super Bowl. So it can turn quickly. I don't know if anybody was accusing Sean Payton of wasting uh, Drew Brees' prime, like we may have heard about Mike McCarthy. But it can turn quickly, but that puts the onus on Goody to really have a good draft. And one of the things he said to us yesterday is he's got the ammunition to do it. He's got six picks in the first four rounds, three picks in the first forty-five. He's got some real opportunities to improve this team through the draft. You write in the State Journal, Jason, that Matt LaFleur is looking to build a relationship with Aaron Rodgers. You know Aaron as well as anybody. How difficult is that going to be for the new coach? I don't think it's going to be that difficult. I really don't. I know that there's folks that have you know, kind of looked at the way the Rodgers-McCarthy relationship ended after 13 years and have these reservations. During our lunch with, with LaFleur, one of the things I said to him is, you know, he had talked about it being a partnership and how they have to be able to communicate. And, and I said, you know how this is going to be perceived, Matt, outside? It's, well, he's, gl- he's going to let Aaron Rodgers dictate a lot. And he basically said, without using profanity, I don't give a you-know-what about what people think. It's all about what our relationship is built into. And I'll tell you what, he... he this was our first extended uh, exposure that was not a uh, press conference-type setting. And I, I really... He convinced me. Like, I think he's going to sit down with Aaron Rodgers, and I think Aaron Rodgers is going to like what he hears. I really do.
0: ESPN Milwaukee's Jason Wildy giving us the good stuff from Indianapolis as the combine begins. Jason, thank you so much. For t-
1: do it again soon. All right, guys. Take care. Be good.